It's Soul 25 of May, 1220, and this is Radio Free Rhea About Town. Thank you for joining us on About Town. As always, I'm Haley Ross, and today we have a rather unusual situation. Perhaps you remember my guest from a few weeks ago. Maybe you've seen him wandering around the colony a little aimlessly. But today we have back Mr. Warren Lawson, communications engineer from Valkyrie. It's uh, it's it's good to have you back, Ren. Hi, Ellie. So, I guess I'm a little confused. Yeah, you and me both. Well, the last we talked, you were awaiting your paycheck so that you could return to Terra. What happened? <sighs> well... Valkyrie paid for my room and board while I'm here, mm-hmm. and that money went directly to the Wallace Inn. But because travel between Earth and Mars can be so unpredictable, oh boy! <laughs> the agreement was that I would pay for my own travel back, and Valkyrie would reimburse me. Okay, I'm following you so far. Oh, I was sort of counting on the check for this job to come through so I could pay my way back. Seems short-sighted, but okay. Uh, where did it all go wrong? Well, they they transferred the money to me, but uh, it came in American dollars. Ooh. Can't use it to book travel. No. Can't use it for anything. Well, that's true. Uh, nowhere in the colony takes American dollars. Nowhere on Mars takes American dollars. Have you considered going to the nearest exchange terminal? You should be able to get that converted into cams, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I considered that, but... uh. Nearest exchange terminals on the space station orbit in Phobos. Even if I could get a ride from somebody to Colony Blake as a favor, I can't get a lift up to the space station. So I'm stuck here. Mm. Valkyrie's going to keep paying for the room, but I'm kind of in a holding pattern. Well, that's that's just insane. I mean, is Valkyrie doing anything to get your money converted for you? <sighs> yeah. So I started the process, been communicating with HR. And uh, they sent me over to corporate expense, and then they said they can't reimburse me for something that I haven't paid for yet. So they sent me over to accounts payable. Now, they said they already paid me, so they sent me over to accounts receivable, and then they weren't even sure why I was transferred over there. So yeah. mm-hmm. sent me back to my HR person, Linda, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. and uh, she told me she was going to look into it further and get back to me. That, that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Kind of makes me happy we're just a two-person show here at About Town. Right, Mr. McLeod? <laughs> yeah. So, my last conversation with Linda was a couple days ago, and I'm hoping everything's going to get squared away within the week, and I can head back home. Oh, it honestly doesn't sound like there's going to be a quick resolution to this one, but we sure are glad to have you back on with us. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking, since you've been in the colony for over a month now, and we basically know everything there is to know about you. No, I don't feel like you know everything. Maybe you could tell us some of your observations about Rhea. What have you seen? What have you enjoyed? Maybe I can answer some of your questions about the colony because for some reason, every time we have visitors, they have oh so many questions. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, I walked around a little bit, went to a few places. You got a pretty interesting colony here. What do you mean by interesting? That. Uh, just interesting, you know? I don't really know how else to say it. Well, there has to be more to it than that. Is that an insult or a compliment? Uh, it's neither, really. It's just a word. Yeah, okay, but it's a word with too many meanings. Without context, it's not descriptive at all. Uh, uh, okay, okay. So, 
If I had to use a different word, maybe I would say Colony Rhea is scrappy. Scrappy. Like a scrapyard. No, no, no. Like, it's a nice colony given what you have. Okay, all right. I think that is insulting. Given what we have, we're one of the smallest colonies on Mars and one of the youngest, might I add. I was the second baby born in Rhea. So in my lifetime... We, we've managed to run schools, research centers, successful mining operations, food growth centers. All of it is without any funding at all from Valkyrie or Can-Am like the bigger colonies have. So, yeah, we have done the best we can with what we have. So if that's what you mean by scrappy, then yes, sir, I believe we are scrappy. That is what I meant. It is. Well, then, yeah, we're, we're pretty scrappy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What did you mean when he said no funding? I mean, Valkyrie sent me out here and they paid for it. Uh, okay, well, they're they're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just for communications. Valkyrie runs all communications between the colonies, the space stations, Luna, Terra. They own the equipment. That's their name on the side of it. And whether a colony is owned by them or a government or privately owned like Rhea, they keep it maintained. Most of what comes on Radio Free is syndicated. Music DJs, shock jocks, planet-wide news, stuff like that. Uh, But each colony gets an allotment of time a day for a local show like me. Mm. I genuinely didn't know that. I was under the assumption that every colony was funded by Valkyrie in some way. I mean, why would they provide upkeep and equipment for communications colonies that they don't have any stake in, you know? Well, I mean, you know how much Valkyrie gains by people moving here. They run the transport to Mars. They make most of the life support equipment we use. They make the suits. Uh, Some people even choose Valkyrie rovers for some reason. Uh, Pretty good. You have to say that. Um, But, I mean, imagine the bad press if an entire colony was wiped out because they couldn't radio out for help. People would stop moving here, and those that could might even leave. And then there's no more use for Valkyrie. It's really interesting. I had no idea. Well, maybe you should learn more about the company you work for, Ren. It's a bit rude. In any case, I believe I speak on behalf of Colony Rhea when I say we will gladly accept the title of Scrappy. So where did you go on your wanderings around the colony? I assume you've had quite some time on your hands. It's one way to put it, but uh, I tried Pies in the Sky's pizza. Mm. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Haven't had pizza like that before. Yeah, apparently they built a machine to exactly duplicate the water from New York City, I believe. I, I guess that's a place on Terra. You have to know what that is. Uh, I guess it makes the dough extra dense for some reason. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, dense is the word I would use. Uh, I can usually eat a whole medium pizza by myself, and yeah. I couldn't get through two slices. And I wanted more. I ate the rest for breakfast the next morning. Lovely. Uh, I walked around Evening Star Park, and that was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I needed the sunlights. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming they told you you have to make sure to get your vitamin D while you're here. You could slip into a really bad depression if you don't. Or a a, a worse one, I think. I can't really tell with you. Uh, anyway, here's a question. Why do they call it Evening Star Park? Oh, because during the night cycles, you can see Earth from it, and it shines pretty brightly. They call it Mars's Evening Star. Hmm. 
Oh, I'll have to take a look at that. Did you get to any section of the outer rim? Get to look outside the dome? Uh, I was heading out there earlier, but then I got a glimpse of, uh, what? what's the right word for it? The never-ending nothingness of space. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I decided I didn't need a closer look, and I turned around. Yeah. Space madness can get the best of all of us. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I did enjoy very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the underground tunnel system that you guys have uh-huh. here. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Really efficient. Except the corridor between uh, 17th and 19th Street. Squeeze tunnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a name? What on earth is going on down there? (laughs) Well, there were two contracting companies working on the tunnels at the time. And uh, one was working on one wall and the other was working on the other wall. They had uh, supposedly shared their measurements, but it wasn't until they were basically finished that they realized the tunnel was built at an angle. And no reasonably sized adult can make it through the end of that tunnel. What? Okay, well then why haven't they fixed it? Oh, there's some hold up in City Hall about contracts and whose fault it was and who legally has to fix it. It's been tied up in red tape for uh, uh, 28 years now, I believe. So bureaucracy is on every planet. That Mm -hmm. is just stupid. I almost got stuck down there. Thought I was going crazy. Yeah, from the space madness. No, not space madness. Like regular madness. Like I thought the walls were moving in and I was getting like claustrophobic crazy. Uh, still could be some space madness. I don't have so space madness. So you were in the tunnels. Does that mean you visited any of the outer domes? I did. You know, went over to uh, Dome 3 to see the campus, but uh, I stayed far away from the laboratory wing of Frankie Lawrence. Oh, yeah. They still haven't gotten that situation under control. And our thoughts go out to the brave men and women who have not yet been able to return home from the Frankie Lawrence Institute. We're with you in spirit, but staying far Far away. Yeah. So uh, I explored there a bit. I went to uh, Dome 12, is it? Mm -hmm. Mining District? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to check out the docks and the machinery. Also, I wanted to take a look at those capsule apartments in 12, because if this goes on much longer, Valkyrie's probably going to send me over there. They're not going to continue paying for the Wallace. But this mix-up is their fault. (sighs) Yeah, don't I know it. But uh, there's only so much that can be allotted for a business trip. I mean, you know how it is. I, I do not. Well, I'm sure you could make some extra money around the colony while you're waiting for a resolution. There are plenty of people here who are looking for a good mechanic or handyman or turbine maintenance guy. <sighs> yeah, but uh, not any of those things, all right? I'm an engineer for Valkyrie Aerospace, all right? I don't need to get a job here. I'm not going to be here much longer. Okay, well, you know, no need to get touchy about it. Just making some suggestions. I'm not getting touchy. <laughs> Somebody looked a little too long into space, if you know what I mean, Colony Rio. What? So how did the capsules look to you? They're pretty nice, honestly. I lived in a capsule when I went to FLU. FL... Flu? F... Oh, Frankie Lawrence University. Yeah, you okay. got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I lived in a capsule during college as well. Uh, the capsules here are a lot cleaner than the dorm capsules that I'm used to. Uh, seem pretty quiet. I guess that's what matters. There's also a great chili place out in Dome 12, Red Planet Red Bulls. Uh, but be careful. The chili with the heat of five suns is truly spicy. Going in and coming out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can't imagine that's pleasant, a capsule apartment. It's time for a few words from our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to WVRF, the Radio Free Network, broadcasting live 24 hours and 37 minutes a day, 7 days a week on the Valkyrie Interstellar Communications Network. Financial support for this broadcast comes from the Canadian American Space Exploration Administration, Valkyrie Aerospace Holdings, and listeners like you. But mostly those first two things. This is Radio Free Rhea. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. This is About Town on Radio Free Rhea, and I'm Haley Ross. If you're just joining us, I have someone today who is becoming quite a regular with us, Ren Lawson, the engineer who is still here because he's been abandoned by the company that sent him. Hold on. I have not been abandoned, okay? This is just a paperwork issue. All right, so we've spent some time discussing your stay here in the colony. Did you have any other questions for me? Places you should visit, you must see, places to stay away from, spoiler alert, There are none. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of wondering what the colony looks like from, you know, for lack of a better term, a bird's eye view. Like, you know, an aerial view. What's it look like on a map? Really? Yeah. You might help me get my bearings a little bit. You haven't seen a map anywhere? Nope. There are maps in the center of... Every dome, in almost every tunnel. You haven't seen a single map. <laughs> no, I promise I haven't seen a map. <sighs> well, we're at the center of the colony right now in the main dome. The antenna reaches to the highest point of the largest dome right in the middle. I feel like you should have noticed that. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I noticed that. This dome holds about 50 square city blocks or 80 acres of land. It doesn't take a lot to get around the perimeter, but it houses most of our businesses with a few dedicated residential areas, nice apartments, townhomes, etc. This is also where you'll find public works, town hall, local government type buildings. Okay, I kind of gathered that. Around the main dome, the satellite domes are arranged like a Terran clock, with domes 1 through 12 spaced evenly apart. There are four residential domes, 2, 4, 8, and 11, though people live in the other domes as well. The education dome, where our schools are, dome 3, you've been there. Dome 5 is brewing and distilling, a large source of income for the colony. Six is where our security force is housed. Seven is arts and entertainment with movie theaters, playhouses, music venues, virtual museums, stuff like that. Nine is agriculture and oxygen development. Ten is meat production and twelve and one are mining and refining. Wow, almost sounds like you've done this whole speech before. I mean, it's ridiculous that you haven't seen a map. Let's take a few calls now. Get a few of our residents to tell Mr. Lawson some of their favorite places around the colony. Mr. McLeod, can you find us some callers to give Ren here some sightseeing suggestions while he's stuck here? While we're waiting on that, let's discuss the weird side effects some of our visitors have experienced in the past when they've been here for more than a month. Wait, what did you just say? Oh, looks like we have some callers on the line. Caller one, you're on with Ren Lawson, Valkyrie Refugee. Come on. Hi, Haley. This is Zachary with an X. Hi, Zachary with an X. Well, my band is playing the next few nights at Slingshots, the bar underneath Dark Matter Coffee Beanery in 7. We would be honored if the both of you would come and check us out. That sounds awesome, Zachary. Count me in. Uh, what's the name of your band? The, the Lords of Grunge Rap. Oh, Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I do rap techno versions of 20th century grunge rock songs. Oh, that that sounds 
Neat. If I'm still here, I'll definitely try to make it. Awesome! I'll let my six bandmates know. They'll be so excited. Oh, wow, that's such a large band. Okay, yeah, I hope I can find the place. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll take you. Thank you, Zachary. We can't wait. Caller 2, you're on. Hi, this is Gregor. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. There's an exhibit at the Rhea Local Arts Center in the back wing that I think Mr. Lawson would really enjoy uh, as an engineer. It's called Robots Androgyny and my personal journey through mechanical interspecies. Gregor, you are not a first-time caller, and I've told you several times already I will not be endorsing your exhibit on About Town. This is a family-friendly show. Mr. McLeod, stop letting him through. Wait, what's the exhibit? If you really want the never-ending nightmares, you can go check it out on your own time. Oh. Oh, my. Okay, we've got time for another caller. Let's go to line four. Caller, you're on. Hi, Haley. It's Phoebe from Galaxy Hops. Hey, Phoebe. Good to hear from you. It's been a while. Girl, I saw you last night. What do you have to say for our guest? Okay, well, we've got open mic nights, bar trivia, even a few theme nights scheduled over the next few weekends. It'd be great to have Ren come and visit. I'll have my mixologist make up a special drink just for the engineer. If it does well, we'll add it to the menu. Oh, your own drink. That sounds cool. Uh, That does sound like fun. Okay, I'll stop by. Thank you, Phoebe. I'll hold you to that. Your first drink is on me. That sounds like an offer you can't pass up. Good to hear from you, Phoebe. Thank you for calling. See, you've already got a busy social calendar while you're here. You'll be making friends in no time. I don't need to make friends here, okay? I'm not going to be here for much longer. I already have friends. They're just like a million miles away right now. Actually, right now, it's closer to 100 million miles. Come on. On that awkward and sad note, we're going to go to a word from our sponsors. The Valkyrie Ion team is hard at work making sure every call, text, and internet search between the blue planet and the red planet is connected. Our engineers work tirelessly to make sure your communication is clear. Nothing will stop them. Neither radiation, nor solar flares, nor self-aware animate rock creatures will keep them from delivering you the best service in the galaxy. Valkyrie continues to be the largest employer and the fastest growing company on Mars. Every day we open a new lab, a new spaceport, or a new community center slash fully sanctioned robot combat area. Valkyrie Ion will continue to do everything in its power to keep the radio-free network broadcasting 24 hours and 37 Earth minutes a day, 7 souls a week. When Valkyrie succeeds, everyone wins. Valkyrie Ion is a subsidiary of Valkyrie Aerospace, Detroit, Michigan, Northeast Corridor of the American Union, sponsored in part by the Can-Am Space Exploration Initiative. Valkyrie Aerospace and its partners are responsible for long-term exposure to magnetic interstellar radio waves, infrared signal beamed directly into the brain, or solar flares exacerbated by its broadcast. Radio Free RIA operates as part of the Radio Free Network of the Valkyrie Ion Communications Conglomerate, and the stones on Mars are moving for a completely non-ominous reason. Valkyrie Ion and Valkyrie Aerospace, working for the Radio Free Network and working for you.
Did you overextend yourself or your finances betting on the Robot Fight League and now you need help covering your monthly expenses? Hi, I'm Demaine Goldberg of Goldberg Payday Loans. My firm would be happy to help see you through this difficult time. We offer loans of all sizes to people of all kinds. We deal in CAMs, Euros, Ameros, Marks, Credits, Drachmas, Yen, and Corex. Our exchange rate is 55% on the dollar, which is the highest on the planet. So you know it's good. Come on down and see us today. Goldberg Payday Loans. You're back with the Radio Free Network in Colony Rhea. I'm Haley Ross, and we're still with our guest, Ren Lawson, who is in denial about the time he's spending here. On, I want to thank you, Rhea, for your phone calls. It's always good to hear from you. We'll be moving on now to a bit of news. Would you like to help me with the news again, Ren? <sighs> sure. Why not? Okay. I have a special one here for you. I think you'll like it. Okay. Robot Death Mania is finally here, and the colony is rippling with excitement. <laughs> the card includes such matches as Buzzsaw McGraw versus Betty B. Boop, Smokestacks Calhoun versus the Fabulous Mallet, and La Cuchilla Loca versus Bruno Sammartino. The main event will see the gripping conclusion to the feud between Macho Bot Randy Sawmill and Freddy the Flambe. Can they have a respectful match and remain friends, or will one of them throw out their bond forever so they can win the Martian Colony Bot Fighting Championship belt? Woo! The sparks fly this weekend at Red Rocks Arena. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I I'd like to go to that. Oh, there's no way you can get tickets. It's been sold out since, like, last Robot Death Mania. There's, like... A year waiting list. Maybe two years. I don't know. Well, are you going to go? Of course. I'm on commentary. Okay. So, like, you can't get me in? And they usually give me a few extra tickets, but Mr. McLeod always goes, and my grandma would, like, literally kill me if she couldn't come. I mean, like, literally kill me. I guess I could ask for my grandma's ticket no, back. No, but... no, no. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, uh, are there any smaller shows soon? Like. La Cuchilla Loco is one of my favorite bot fighters ever. You know, she was actually assembled in Waco, Texas. Yeah, I'd love to see her. Are you serious? You think those robots can fight right away after Death Mania? They have to rest and get repairs for like a month after that slaughter fest. Uh, in a few weeks, we'll be Scorchmark Masters, all the fire and laser bots. I can get you tickets to that. Oh, see, but I'm not going to be here by then. I'll, uh, I'll get you tickets anyway. You know, just in case. Okay, next news story. Miss Aurora Glidden of Dome 8 is reporting movement among the plant life in the grow dome attached to her home. M movement? What? what? Miss Glidden noticed small changes at first, such as plants shifting positions or being freshly watered early in the morning, but then began to see larger and more frequent changes when plants began swapping pots with one another. The science division of our security force set up a camera in the grow dome, but were unable to catch any movement as a tall potted shade tree slid in front of the camera to block its view. So they have been unable to determine if this is petty vandalism or a scientific anomaly. The the SFSD is asking that anyone who is experiencing similar changes in their greenhouse or grow domes, please keep a log of the movements and dates they occur and report it to them if the plants become aggressive or unstable. Well, that's terrifying. Now it's probably just some kids messing with the grow dome or plant life becoming sentient due to unknown radiation. Okay, you know the drill. Your turn. <sighs> I know the drill. 
don't like the drill. Okay, let's see here. A dairy cow named Belinda escaped Dome 10 over the weekend and spent about 36 hours wandering the underground tunnels, eluding capture. The security depot sent out the entire bovine tracking task force. However, they were unable to apprehend Belinda without the assistance of the public. A nine-year-old boy named Jerem led the bovine to task force headquarters in the tunnels at the end of her second day MIA. We have this soundbite from the heroic young man. I had a chocolate granola bar in my pocket. I think she wanted a granola bar, but I didn't want her to have a granola bar. Thank you, Jerem, for doing what the bovine tracking task force couldn't do. Uh, okay, uh, that was a tame one. No radiation, uh, no imminent death or strange anomalies. Yeah, I know. I had to carry it out a lot of really important stuff because of how sensitive you are. I'm not sensitive. Well, that's our time, Colony Rhea. I'll keep you updated over the next few weeks on the situation with Mr. Warren Lawson and if he ever makes it home. I'm gonna be going home, Haley. Thank you for listening. This has been About Town on Radio Free Rhea. I'm Haley Ross and have a great day. Don't forget Get your sunshine, friends.